Bianca, how are you? It's so lovely to have you here with us today. And I'm so excited to share with my audience and readers what you do. Um, Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure to, to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I wanted to tell everybody a little bit about you as well, Elenka, before we enter into a conversation about what you do. A quick snapshot of Elenka. Elenka Strukel is a PR expert, a story coach, and author of the literary blog Liternana Lakana, which essentially means literary pharmacy in Slovenian. I hope I've pronounced that correctly, Lenka. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's also a collaborator of the Slovenian Reading Badge Association in the project National Month of Shared Reading and of Slovenian Institute of Adult Education as an editor of the Family Literacy website. She writes articles for several magazines and X magazines of literature and culture in Slovenia, which is ex Bellatrina. Mm -hmm. uh, she loves contemporary art and dance, as well as traveling and good coffee. And instead of artworks, she collects children's picture books. So Elenka, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that really fascinated me about you, and which is why I wanted to you know, invite you to a little conversation, was essentially finding out about your work as a story coach in Slovenia. Mm -hmm. I wanted to understand what that involves and what are some of the ways that it helps your clients. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I always loved stories. Stories inspire me because they offer insights, knowledge and power through which we get to know ourselves better, but also we get to know others better. We get to know their motivation, their fears, their goals, okay. and also where they derive from. So mm -hmm. this gives us uh, the opportunity to acknowledge where and why we lack self-esteem, determination, what is our orientation. Mm -hmm. We also have the ability to change our stories. That's also fascinating. So we can also transform our lives according to those stories. So we can have a story of the past, which is not longer serving us. So we can abandon it and change it and create a story that reflects our new identity. And as a story coach, I mostly help people, mostly women, find out what is their real story behind their faces. So who they really are, what are their motivations, what are their desires, their purpose, especially regarding career. Yes. Uh, because I found that there are many of them that sacrifices their passions and inspirations for living their traditional role of uh, uh, mother and a spouse and also as an employee. They do their jobs for the money, not for their joy. Yes. Fulfillment, yeah. So they're forgetting about themselves. And when their family nest starts to get empty and children are growing up and leaving their uh, family home, and so they see what they've been missing all the time. They start to fear that there's nothing left for them. But they have still so much to offer to the world. And I help them discover what it is that they can offer and to create their new story. 
I help them also make first steps into changing their careers or trade them for something more meaningful and fulfilling, as you said. Whether it's this a new job or change the, the view of their existing job or to change it for a self-employed way of uh, making money. I also help them create new stories so that they proudly and uh, confidently present to the world and um, also teach them how to market themselves through these stories. Yes. That yeah. sounds fascinating. I, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with you around stories and storytelling. I think stories are often a reflection of ourselves as well, because we, we often listen or interpret stories through our own lens and our own experience and our own context. So mm-hmm. I think they prompt us to think about what we've been through and what we're going through. They bring up things that we want to explore either in therapy or in coaching. So I think you've hit the nail on the head with your work. And do you tend to see a lot more women in this space? Because you did talk a lot about women and and later the empty nest. I have mostly female clients. If there be any male, I will gladly help him. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's more (laughs) an awareness. I think if there was more awareness, I think men too would be um, more interested or curious about about this so it sounds wonderful and alongside this you're also involved in various European initiatives you mentioned to me previously that you've been working on a project called the European Library of Emotions that sounds pretty interesting what's that about yeah um, as a book blogger and I also run I'm also head of uh, one reading club or a group in our local library in Kran where I live I've been invited to collaborate uh, with this uh, library in an international project called Library of Emotions Kran City Library collaborates in this project with partners from Love of Libra this is uh, one a French leading partner mm-hmm. and also libraries from Belgium Poland and I think Lithuania and the project is founded by from creative europe program so this library our library is now setting up the library of emotions that would be actual bookshelves in one corner of the library Mm -hmm. where there will be more than 200 specially selected books so literary works from different styles not only Mm non-fiction but also fiction Yes. So novels, poetry, maybe even drama, on which visitors will be able to search and look through different uh, books according to the emotions that are most often found in books. So love, joy, surprise, anger, fear and sadness or grief. So besides that, they will also organize and create a digital platform where it will also be listed and you will be able to search and look through those, find the perfect one for you. Mm-hmm. And part where I will be included more is, well, project is a little bit delayed, so okay. that's why I'm talking yeah. in future. Everything's a bit up in yeah. the Yeah. So it will be organization of bibliotherapeutic uh, sessions, group sessions. Yeah in which we'll discuss one book because this is the only pilot project we will have i don't know one two sessions not more but i hope this will become a part of libraries regular offer we will organize such a group bibliotherapeutic uh, sessions for people who need some advice on yeah. a certain uh, 
issues that they have. Yeah. I know that the reading books are not the same as bibliotherapeutic groups, but I still acknowledge that people need this here I in need, our society. need more of these communities. Uh, bringing forward. Yeah, they need to learn and to recognize their emotions, their behavior, and they can talk about it. So with others. Yes, I agree. They also don't feel alone. Yeah, (laughs) especially in the current environment. I think it's such an important part of that connection process, tackling loneliness, bringing together people through reading groups and literature. I think it's such an important initiative and it's so wonderful to hear that you guys are doing this pilot project and hopefully we'll hear some more research and insights from project and what's worked and what's not. But I absolutely love the idea of categorizing reading lists by emotions and helping people navigate their way through whatever they're going through. I love that idea. I've got an HZ of a reading list on my website as well. With yeah. A concept and I think it's really needed now because people want to be able to access things from a self-care perspective and reading should very much be a part of that that process so thank you for sharing that and is there a website or is that still under construction for the project it's still under construction the love of liver so this is uh, already existing project existing website in which this living partner already established this platform but now there will be also on the national level so in, in belgium and uh, poland and also slovenia so okay yeah, that sounds quite fun. I'll check that out. Oh. <laughs> and obviously, you're based in Slovenia. And one of the things that I am really interested in at the moment is world literature and translated work, particularly written by authors who really deserve more recognition in this space, a diverse collection of literature. And your experience as a Slovenian um, story coach and, and book blogger, I'd love to sort of hear a little bit more about notable Slovenian authors who you feel deserve more recognition and that the wider audience should be reading? Well, there are so many. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't understand why Slovenian people rather read English and think uh, that English books are better than Slovenian authors. So it's like, I don't know, maybe a version from really difficult quite difficult novels and yeah. maybe also the change of lifestyle so that we uh, ra- rather read more easy books or easier books but I need to mention at least a few so yeah. from classics there are even Sankar and uh, Francis Persheren that would I think uh, the whole world should know about them but the first one they're like uh, Slovene treasures, classics, really. First is our biggest playwright, and the other one is our biggest poet. He also wrote lyrics for our national anthem. But then I would rather mention some more modern highlights so that were uh, translated in English, so that would, it would be easier to find, maybe. First of all, there is Sebastian Pregel. Mm-hmm. His novel, Chronicle of Forgetting, is nominated, uh, long-listed for the Dublin Literary Award this year. Uh, this oh, wow. Year. Okay. That sounds pretty uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good uh, story. I know that I was fascinated uh, about his work. I assume you read it in Slovenian rather than English. Yeah, of course. You will have to yeah. find the English version. <laughs> yeah, so the other one is, you also picked it up, so it's Dispatches from the Frontline of Humanity. One was written in English directly, so and it was published by Cambridge Scholars Publishing. 
Okay, so yeah. it's one of our greatest um, journalists and also re uh, internationally renowned journalists reporting from uh, war zones. Okay. He mostly mm, writes about really difficult themes that are not covered in the mainstream media. So refugees, okay. how they're traveling, what are they experiencing and such. But it was uh, published in Slovenia. He recently published also the book Plan B, in which he discovers and talks about the climate crisis and discovers uh, several innovative projects that tackle and uh, successfully fighting this climate crisis. So wow. all yeah. over the world. It's so a lot of his really work good. is um, non-fiction, investigative journalism? Yeah, it's non-fiction, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but it, it's... Uh, particularly because climate change is such a big topic right now. Yeah, and there are also a few very nice, uh, in my opinion, translations from Slovene to English this year. Yeah. So there is three novels. Yeah. First one is The Day Golo. He has written crime novels. It's a more Scandinavian-like style crime novels. Okay, so a bit and, like Scandinavian noir yeah. and... Yeah, and they're all settled here in Slovenia. So anyone who would be coming here for a, a vacation or so would be able to check some some points here. So it, yeah. it's really nice. Definitely check And th then there is also Anna Schnabel. The title of her novel is Masterpiece. She's dealing with publishing industry and love. And it's not so long novel, but it's really, it pulls you in in the story. I just recommend five of them. Classic and contemporary fiction and yeah. fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely going to check those out because I think these Slovenian authors definitely deserve more, more recognition and it all sounds wonderful. And it's always nice yeah. to get a recommendation from, from people who are at the heart of it. So <laughs> thank you for those. And as part of my work as a bibliotherapist, I always believe that books can be life-changing. And I'd love to hear about a book that's been life-changing for you, you know, that's somehow been really powerful in shifting your worldviews or your plans uh, for life or just something that's caused you to, to take a certain approach or perspective or path in life. I love to say that every book changes me a little bit. So whether I discover a part of myself that I didn't know about or to just merely internalize this part that I wasn't aware. So, But if there will be one book, probably be the book of Brené Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection. Yes. Yeah. Because really cool. I was such a perfectionist and I, I, I really had so much trouble <laughs> Because I wasn't sure in myself, so I like self-esteem. I always needed to uh, make something better and better. I never finished. But when I read her book, it was really a revelation. So I, I don't need to be perfect yeah. to, to be recognized as an expert yeah. or a, a person. So it was really nice. Yeah, yeah I think it's, that is such a powerful message, especially in the society we currently live in where everything's mm -hmm. sort of geared towards perfection and um, not being allowed to make a mistake or like social media where everything appears to be perfect but there's a whole host yeah. of things that are really going on underneath that sort of superficial persona that's a wonderful book recommendation I think her work's very similar to Glennon Doyle's in terms of mm -hmm. really moving people with the, the vulnerability and the honesty and yeah. uh, 
allowing people to really be themselves right and it's real it's our, our truth and you know it's, it's a large part of self-acceptance so thank you for sharing that I appreciate it uh, I love Brené Brown's other books as well Daring Greatly and Courage to yeah true she's a phenomenal writer so thank you for that and last question but just curious about what you're doing next where you're going next what's the next big thing for you <laughs> Well, actually, quite a lot. I just happen to to have really much on the plate right now. So besides just continuing writing my blog, of course, and trying to scale my um, coaching business to the next level, I'm also working, as I you mentioned, as an editor of the website of the Family Literacy. We are now just renewing the whole site. So okay. we're uh, writing new text and new content, changing the appearance completely mm-hmm. and the structure. And now we are also starting this uh, new season of the national month of reading with reading badge society so i i cover here public relations and also digital media and uh, then i'm also making agreement to promote two excellent travel books with one very interesting and insightful women in our country yeah she's Irina Zerar who actually in my opinion mastered the craft of storytelling so <laughs> Yeah, because he's not only telling fairy tales, but she's also organizing fairy tale events, festivals, and she's also a guide through fairy tale paths. She also wrote several books on hiking with kids and families with different areas of Slovenia. Mm-hmm. And those hiking paths um, include fairy tales, bees, myths, and stories that are connected with those places, towns, villages where the path goes. So oh, wow, it's that's more interesting for kids to enjoy. Yeah, uh, hiking. Yeah. So now uh, she is publishing two books for paths uh, on the um, cross border just a cross right. border yeah. so it's it's still a slovenian area but it's a cross border so in italy uh, austria and uh, hungary okay so that would be really nice yeah and yeah. the second book is also linked to creation of the first one so it's right. more insightful okay. so it's a bit yeah. of a sequel then Oh, well, that's fascinating. So that's plenty to yeah. keep busy. Was that everything or was there anything else that you wanted to add? <laughs> no, no, that, I think that would be enough. <laughs> it's been, like, such a pleasure to work with you, Alenka, because I think like, you're one of the biggest book bloggers in Slovenia right now. And it's um, mm-hmm. wonderful to hear you promoting Slovenian literature and general literacy and bibliotherapy and mm-hmm. Story coaching, your work is so important. And I, you know, I'd love for everyone to go and check out what you're doing in your in, in your articles and your website, particularly literary pharmacy website. And I'll put all those links in the transcript so that uh, people can check out your work. But thank you so much for being here today, Alenka. I love talking to you and I look forward to seeing how you continue to help the world through literature. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. It was my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to also to check your blog and uh, your website. Thank you, Elenka. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you.